Awesome. Well, it's kind of a, uh, a dry run for what the format will be of the show. So basically the starving artist podcast, it's, you know, we obviously have been in uh, intrigued and interested in podcasts for a long time, way back in the day of rockers talk soccer recording podcasts and the kitchen of my South Philly row home. Um, you know, technology is a little different now. We can do stuff that we couldn't do back then. We don't have to record the whole thing in GarageBand and add everything post-production and try to find a platform to post it. You know, we can actually do something live now. So it's fun. But my goal with this show is to do, is basically to give talented individuals a platform to share their story. So everybody has a story. And I think that it's, you know, the amount of people that I've met, that you've met, just artists, musicians, you know, chefs, even uh, painters, art is subjective and it takes a lot of different forms. And there's a lot of super talented people out there that, you know, they love what they do. They might not make money at it. It might not be how they pay their bills, but they don't stop when they keep going with it. Um, you know, trials and tribulations aside, it, it's something that they still continue to do. So I feel like it's kind of important for those people to have an outlet and a way to, to share their stories and kind of let, let people in a little bit. So without further ado, I couldn't think of a better first guest than my best friend in the entire world. Fucking Paris Calmaris, live from London, baby. International man of mystery. Hello, Welcome my aboard. Brother. Hello, my brother, my friend. So yeah, my man, I've been trying to get you on the podcast for a long time, at least two days. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we finally got you here. And thank you very much for being the official first guest of... I almost said rockers talk soccer of the starving artist podcast. Thank you. So Thank you obviously, sure. Obviously we have a history, you know, we've known each other for a long time. We've been in bands together and everything, but I didn't want to focus too much on that. What I wanted to focus on tonight was a little bit more of just your story. So, I mean, I know the story of us in Philly and being broke and sharing cigarettes and not having food, eating rice and beans every day for weeks at a time. But pasta and cigarettes, yeah, pasta and cigarettes. That should have been the name of the album. But uh, I don't know if we ever if I don't know how many times that you've told kind of your story. So I would say, like, what's uh, where does your journey begin? At what point do you decide, you know what, I want to be a musician? This is how I want to express myself. I want to write music. Well, it started when I was in my early teens with my my friends at the time in high school and some way, somehow, we got really into Metallica. And this was when you were in Greece, right? Yeah, yeah, this was in Greece. And we just discovered Metallica. It was me and my three friends. And I think we, I think we spent close to a year listening to only Metallica, which is crazy. On a cassette, so many team, right? Things. You had a cassette. They were, yeah, they were, yeah, because they were cassettes because we didn't even know what song was on what album we just we would just take the tapes and record either through you know the radio or wherever because you know obviously there was no internet back so then. You had like a boom box basically yeah we had a boom box or we had the big stereos at home and we would just put the tape in and when the radio was on or we would somehow get the albums like we would buy the cassette tapes eventually and we would just listen to them but then we all were so excited and one day we were just like let's choose an instrument to learn 
And then I, I was left with drums. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play drums. But secretly, I wanted to play drums anyway, because when I listened to one of the songs, uh, right. it was one, song one, uh, that kind of made me, well, I want to play drums. So that's kind of how it kind of started everything. And then, yeah, it just went from there. That was, that was the first step. Okay. Did you have a band? Did you guys form a band back then? We tried to, but I mean, we didn't really have instruments. Only only one guy had a classic guitar. So oh, we wow. didn't. We were. So you're flamenco Metallica, basically. It was kind of, yeah, it was like flamenco. But I mean, we, we, did, we, did, we did imaginary um, rehearsals. We were in, you know, in the room. We would blast the, the music and, you know, the bed was my drum set. I would bang on the bed and. Wow. The bass player had the bass player had a broom. He pretended to have a bass, and it kind of went like that. And then we just hung out and kind of did that, at least in the beginning. And then after that, we we actually started going and taking lessons. So I, I eventually started drum lessons as well. Oh wow! Which is it was cool. That was the cool part. And the weird part was my drum teacher, he actually kind of looked like James Hedfield from Metallica in the, in the 90s. So we, we would call him Hedfield, basically. Oh it, was kind of inside, it was kind of an inside joke. That's hilarious. But, uh, so yeah. not everybody knows that you were born in Philly, and then you moved to Greece when you were young, and then moved back to Philly, <laughs> basically. what? How old were you when you left philly for the first time and moved to greece you were really young weren't you like three or four uh so i so i was born in the states uh i lived in the states till i was 10 years old 10 okay 10 and then and then we moved my parents didn't want to live in the states anymore so yeah we packed up and i didn't have a choice i was 10 so we went I to Greece. Younger than, that's crazy. Okay. So you had basically grown up for a good part here before you moved back to Greece. Yeah. And actually, I don't, I don't really tell people this, but I was born in Jersey. <laughs> you were born in Jersey. Wow. Okay. We're born, in Jersey. I was, I was born in Voorhees, Voorhees Township, okay. Camden County. Yeah. But I mean, it was only, only because my parents knew the doctor that was right. working there. Otherwise, it would have been Philly. But other than that, with that little exception, uh, I I live in Philly. Right. But you lived, I mean, your your parents' house was in North Philly. It's not like this was in the Burbs. Like, you were in North Philly. Yeah, it was kind of in the border of, like, North and Northeast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but, so you were in, like, what, third grade? Second or third grade when you moved? About that, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that you were old. I thought you were younger. That's that's tough. So you left everything here and then you went back to Greece and kind of had to start over again. And you were kind of, I mean, you were old enough at that point to know, you know, to feel bad about leaving friends, I guess, you know, if, if, if you're young and you move somewhere, you know, it sucks for a minute, but it's not like you've had lifelong friendship with someone cause you're three years old, but 10, I mean, you've been friends with people for a long time and you've got a way of life and then you move uproot everything, go to Greece and kind of start over again, new culture, new language. And the worst part is you, you don't have a choice at yeah. that age. It's not like, no, I'm staying. It's not like you're, you know, you finish high school and saying, I'm going to stay. You right. don't have a choice. That's tough. So, now, did you, I mean, were you guys moving, when you moved to Greece, were you moving back to where your parents were from or was it a, a new spot for everybody? 
No, it was it was a familiar spot where my parents used to kind of live in the same area. Okay. And then they just decided to go back. So at least for them, they had a familiar ground to start right. with. But not for me. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so you were how old when you moved back? I was uh, I was ten years old. No, yeah, when you moved. 10. I'm sorry. When you moved back to the U.S. after you lived in Greece. Oh, so I. So I finished high school and then I stayed a little bit. I was I was 20 years old when I moved back to the states. So you lived there for 10 years. So you were 10 years everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the 10 10 year man. So, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then I I I was 20. I kind of decided uh, I wanted to move back to the states to pursue music, and uh, of course, you know, my excuse to my parents was I wanted to go to college. But which you did. You, know, you did go to college. I did, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't stray away from that, but right. You know, my, my real reason the was motive, to, the motive. You had an ulterior motive coming back here. Yeah, that was that was the main reason. Nice. Now, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly how we met. I mean, I know that we met because of a, of an ad, <laughs> Craigslist, I think. <laughs> but I don't remember if I had posted. I'm pretty sure I had posted something like loud, rude, aggressive guitar player, like seeks a band. Basically I, I loved Motley Crue and I read in the dirt how, what Mick Mars or what their, uh, what their wanted ad was to find Mick Mars. And I kind of copied it and put out the same thing. And I feel like, I think you responded to it. I don't remember. Yeah. I like, I don't remember. I feel like it's like one day you were there, one day you weren't there and the next day you were there. I don't really remember like the courtship period of it. I just remember being on the roof smoking cigarettes, taking videos of like how we were going to conquer the world. Like the first time that we hung out, was that the first time we hung out? Well, to get back to the original part, I don't remember the, the actual, how we met either. It's, right. it's like, I don't know why we both don't remember that. Maybe, I don't know, but I do remember that we went to your friend's house and there were a lot of people there and, and the cat was there. I don't remember why I remember the cat, but I think that was our first time we hung out. I forgot about uh, that. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of people and then uh, cat and smoking and drinking. <laughs> so you guys <laughs> we didn't do any of that back then. Not at all. <clears throat> Not at all. We were angels. But yeah, uh, I, I that, loved my whiskey back then. <laughs> um, that was that was uh, that was the first time, and then. Um, and then you, you, I remember you invited me to your place. Not to <laughs> fuck or anything. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so uh, it was, it, you want to come back? It, it, I don't even think there was Netflix back then. So what, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was just chill. What are you yeah. chill? We rub your back. But, uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, was that the first time when uh, when I when I came over and it was your. Uh, it was Sean. Me and Sean almost got into a fist fight. Yeah, that probably would have been the first. That sounds about right. Sounds like the first time. Which is funny too, because Sean and I are like super close today. But you know, it's what a weird time, man. That was our early twenties. I think I. How old were you when we met? I think I was what twenty four. Yeah, I think you were. I I think you were either twenty three or twenty four, maybe. I think I think you were twenty three, and I was I was twenty six. That's so weird. And here we are all these years later. So, excuse me. I didn't want to get into a whole uh, 
like a rehash of our of our story. That can be a different episode. Today, I kind of wanted to focus on on, on <clears> your <throat> stuff because I know that you've had had a pretty crazy journey, man. I know that um, you know, the weird thing is is we've known each other for so long, and I've always thought of you, you know, like a brother to me. But the amount of time that we played in a band together versus how long we've known each other. It's like super disproportionate. <laughs> you know, we're really only in a band together for like a year and a half, maybe, even if it was that long, like cumulatively, but we've known each other for, for a long ass time. But I know that you've had so many incarnations of the band. Like, you know, you had a real kind of a goal and, you, you know, you really kind of had what you had an idea in place of what you wanted the band to sound like and what you wanted things to look like. And it's kind of crazy because I feel like not a lot of people had a, a vision as far as you know it, it encompassed so many things like you weren't just about the music and the recording but you were about the video and stuff too and you know no other bands that i know had the quality like music videos that we had there so it was kind of cool how i feel like you almost discovered like we kind of both discovered like this new passion at the same time of film and filmmaking and i feel right. like it ultimately almost kind of is just as much of a passion of love for you as music is you know so can you talk a little bit about initially getting into film and like what it was about video production and film that really kind of drew you to it? Well, I had, when I was around 25, I, I had a big kind of plan. I mean, not, you know, when you're 25, you make, you make plans, but oh yeah, we, we have plans at 25. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, looking, looking back now, you don't, necessarily know how they're going to pan out because i when i was 25 i was like okay i'm gonna by the time i'm 30 i'm gonna get a record deal and just do it for have a music career for oh, we're 10, gonna be 15. on tour we're gonna be rich we're gonna be driving matching mercedes benzes and all that stuff oh yeah yeah all, all the flashy flashy trashy stuff and um we couldn't even then, we couldn't even get a bass player <laughs> yeah exactly but then I also said, oh, okay, so I wanted to start uh, doing film in, in my 40s because I always had that in my mind. I just, at that time, I was more focused on music. Right. But um, surprisingly, film came a little bit earlier. But as far as the music goes, I kind of had like a sound in mind because I, I switched from drums to guitar when I discovered Nirvana uh, and I really liked that sound, you know, I, I got off my Metallica phase and I discovered the Nirvana phase and it was quite the Nirvana it was. And I decided to, to take guitar lessons and singing lessons. And so at that time, after when I was done in a period of time that I was comfortable that I knew enough to play guitar and make songs, then I wanted to make a, ba a band. That could write songs and, and sing, and then I uh, I was going for it, trying to find you know people to join, and that was when I when I found you, and you were kind of starting that phase and trying to do that. I very vividly remember us outside of Best Buy in South Philly one night when you had, for whatever reason, you had money. You had a couple hundred, you had enough money to buy a camera. And I remember we went to Best Buy and we were looking at the cannons. And I was like, man, you got to get this camera. And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, think of all the things we could do with this camera. You know, I basically was like selling you on the idea of getting this camera. 
And then you went back in, you finally bought it. <laughs> and then lo and behold, <laughs> you know, a hundred gigs of footage later for some of these music videos. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think it was a lot of fun, you know, just the, the locations and, and, and the different places that we shot. I mean, we did some really cool stuff. You know, I mean, it, it would have been cool enough for like a documentary or like a short film, let alone a music video. Like how much did you when you were getting into just the when you when you were envisioning this thing, like you were saying, you had this thought in your head, how much of it was music versus like visual, uh, you know, representation too? like, were you thinking about just music or were you thinking about like, you know, OK, this is how we need to look. This is what I want. You know, what, what was your, what was what was going on there? Well, film film started creeping in through time and I started liking film more and more over time. I, I had, I had an image as far as not, not in a film way, but more, I knew kind of how marketing wise band should look like and a, right. a band should act and uh, a band should be and so forth. But when film started coming into the, into the mix, it, I kind of had a more visual kind of representation of the whole thing as far as music and film and you know discovering these all these all these places and all these areas that we got to shoot I, I spent a lot of time on the producing side rather than on the filming side as well I kind of you know um, had to do everything but it was it was it was a lot of hard work but it it kind of it was really exciting to kind of just you know, am I going to get, are we going to get to film at this area? Are we going to have this guy mix our album? It's just yeah. those things. It was, you know, those moments that, that kind of have that drive that kind of pushes you. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I liked, I liked both, but I, I initially started with music, but then, you know, film is more in my life now than music, <clears throat> even though I do both, but I yeah. kind of like, filming a little bit more than music it's just it's it's its own they have their own they have their own passion their own thing but i don't do know you feel, I, I do you feel of, that one is easier to kind of express yourself in <clears throat> like do you feel it's easier to express yourself via like shooting something and editing it or writing a song crafting a melody that's that's hard to say i mean they, they both have their own ways of expression uh, I think like they scratch a different itch, right? Like they kind of scratch each other, but I think, I think film is a little bit more because, you know, you have the visual, but you also can have, you know, parts of music in it because it does, you know, a, a film or, or any type of motion picture without music, it can't work. So they both, right. They both, you know, go together in a way. Complement each other well. Exactly. I, I, right. I do love film a little bit more to, I think, to express kind of right. what you, what type of story you're trying to say. That's cool. So, I mean, I know now you're obviously living in London. You've been there for a while. Um, you're finally working as, you know, in, in the industry that you want to be in. I mean, what is that like to now kind of do something for a living that you love to do? And what's it like doing something for a living that you love to do that is ultimately totally different than what you thought you'd love to do for a living 10 years ago? Yeah, I mean, the feeling is, 
is incredible. I mean, you, you, you kind of going through a goal and, and just hustling and, and just working really hard towards that goal for a really long time, you know, depends for, for some people, it could be a year for some people, it could be 10 years. Uh, but just finally accomplishing that goal is, is a feeling you can't almost not be able to describe because it's such a fulfilling, amazing moment when say you get that job or you released, you know, this, uh, this artwork or whatever it is that someone might do. And artists know that feeling. Uh, it's a special feeling that I think you have to be, as far as the artistic side, you have to be kind of uh, that artist to kind of make that, you know, right that goal happen it's just amazing it's, it's really cool is it i mean is it something you think about the fact that you know 10 years ago we thought we were going to be rich and famous rock stars and you know i mean i feel like you know obviously we're still involved in music and we're making albums and we're playing and doing that stuff but it's kind of weird like i mean i guess i always thought that we wouldn't have any kind of like peace for us 10 years ago would have been being musicians and touring and doing that. And now it's like peace for us is, is so different. And we do music kind of really just out of love with no real goals or kind of aspirations other than just, we like the creative process, you know, like what's that like for you knowing that there's not going to be a tour and there's not going to be a sold out stadium and, you know, but you still love to do it. Well, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it depends on the individual as well, because the majority of people, they, they grow and they evolve. Uh, Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, but I mean, you know, some, some people, people have it too, though. That's that's what I was about to say. Some people that that we know or we don't know, they just stay where they are, and that's not necessarily good or bad. It's just the majority of people, when they get older, they mature and they discover new things. And you know, just like myself, when I, even though I wanted to do film, I wasn't into it yet. But right. now that I'm now that I am into it, I, I'm at a happy place. And then sure, we don't have, you know, the tours and the, the record releases and so forth. But for me, at least personally, that's completely fine because I can still make music and yeah. release it and still play a few shows here and there or festivals and sure. I still have a good time. And, you know, at the end of the day, as long as, you know, people enjoy what I make, that's that's fine with me and even if they don't really, it's still fine do you really give a shit though what people think not really um right. you know because you have to know that not everybody's gonna like your stuff right um, i feel like i mean maybe this is i, I kind of struggle with this too and i was talking to people about it whether it was art or music for me when i was i don't even want to say when i was in my 20s when i was younger whatever it is but when i earlier on in my career I wrote songs that I thought people would think were cool or, you know, I would do a painting or I'd do an artwork that I would think people would want to see. And I feel like I'm just kind of now at 36 years old, figuring out how I can do stuff. That's really just for me. Like, it's not about anybody else. It's really, I'm doing a song because I like the song. I don't give a shit what someone thinks about it. And I feel like for a long time, I couldn't do that. Like I just, I was too concerned about what other people were going to think about it. So, I mean, when you're doing your songs now, how much of it is, is someone going to like this or how much of it is like, wow, I'm writing a song about 
you know, my brother or something that's like a real serious thing where it doesn't, it's almost like it, it's beyond the point of, of someone giving a shit about it at all. Like it doesn't matter what someone thinks because it's so just about what you want it to be about. Like how much of an influence is that for you? Well, the, to be honest, I never changed. I, I always wrote music for the things that, you know, things that how I felt and, you know, I just wanted to release them and hopefully people would like it. I never, right. I never really cared what, what people would think about it as long as, you know, if they liked it, great, fantastic. At the end of the day is when I finish, you know, when I finish and I get out of the recording studio, am I happy? That's the first step. Because if you're not happy, you know. This coming from a guy that wrote a song, Unhappy. I just, <laughs> just about that <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of my favorite songs to play, though, man. That was awesome. I mean, it, I don't know. It, it's kind of cool. Like, I remember, I remember we obviously had a falling out when we were in the band for 10 days together. But then I just remember, like, the coming, like, the, the, the full circle aspect of it, playing shows why after we had just kind of said fuck it you know there was no there was i just i don't remember the circumstances of how it ended up happening but i'm we played like i think six or seven shows or something like that together and it was literally like some of the best times i've ever had like i had so much fun playing the shows were great like it was really good i mean that's we had that, that we yeah because we had that that release that freedom yeah. and we 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 became uh you know, we were friends again and, and we just didn't care. We wouldn't have to have fun no matter right. what. And, and, come, and that comes back down to back to what I was saying a couple of minutes ago is that when I, you know, when I write a song or I make a movie or whatever it is, I want to make it as best as possible. Right. But it's, it, it, I have to be happy with it first or the whole team that's working on it. They have to be satisfied right. with it or it's released. And again, people have to know, and artists in specific have to know that not everybody's going to like your stuff. Not because it's terrible; it's just the it's way not for it is. Everybody, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, it's uh, music, art in general is subjective. So, yeah, I feel like that was harder for me though because I always came from a place of wanting to be accepted. Like I always wanted people to like me, and you know, there were situations that I probably should have let people go from bands I was in, and I didn't because I wanted people to like me and I wanted to get along. And you know, I feel like ultimately. Mm -hmm. I'm not worse for it because of those friendships that I had, because I'm still friends with people, but at the same time, like the product that I wanted wasn't what I wanted. And then I, you know, it kind of ended up getting fucked over a little bit. So, I mean, I feel like with you, you've always been, I don't want to make an Axl Rose comparison, but I feel like as far as like what you wanted to do, you were always kind of the guy that held the keys to the castle. You know what I mean? Like you, no matter who was in the band, no matter who you were working with, like you were always able to kind of keep what you wanted to do going. And I mean, I think that's like, that's super, like, I respect the hell out of you for that, man. Like, no matter what happened, because you faced a lot of adversity just with music, with lineup changes and, you know, just like, like everybody deals with everybody that's in the band knows, you know, you have people that think that they're going to be in the band and they don't, and they quit and gigs fall. I mean, just shit happens. But I mean, you always like, you always just kept it kind of going. So, I mean, I always kind of commended you for that. I mean, what was, what was that like? You know, what was it like having to deal with all that shit and, and still try to get together shows and still to try to put together an EP and all that stuff? It wasn't easy. It, it was very difficult. And, but at the same time, thinking about it, you know, 15 years later, right? It, 
I, sh I also should have kind of lended the keys to some of the other people as well, because just holding the keys on your own and having your own plan doesn't work unless you're by yourself. When you're working with other people, you have to open up and share. And at that time, I didn't really know how to do that, I guess, or right. probably didn't, didn't want to do that. I just wanted the my way or the highway type of right approach well, i mean it's, and, it's kind of understandable though when you're like it's your vision you know what i mean like it's it's when you have a vision in your head of how it's going to go and what you're going to do i mean it's kind of hard to have you know an outside perspective of it it's like you know the way that you want to do it it's also it's also the influence that you have too like for example when it comes to music when i you know growing up in the 90s i grew up with 90s rock music so looking up to you know, people like Kurt Cobain or Billy Corgan, where they were the singer songwriters and they, they were the only ones writing the majority of the music. I mean, of course you would get that approach. And I, I right. kind of had that, I kind of had that direction, whether it was good or bad, that's how I ended up being. And I should have, I should have opened up to more opportunities and possibilities to, to other people and to myself, but you know, at that time, I just didn't do it. And I know it now. And it's right. just, you know, I, I can always do it now. But <clears throat> at least at that time, I had that one specific path. And I mean, it, it worked out. It just it ended up being a little bit more harder for me. Sure. To kind of, to kind of you know, make it happen and stuff. Right. I mean, you've been working on a solo record for a long time now. Yeah. Like like eight years going on nine but it's almost done i'm i'm close i'm close but i'm really excited with this solo record because it's a it's a different side of me or should i say it's actually me it's right. not kind of sounding like it's not you trying to sound else. like anybody else it's it's really just like a snapshot of of you and where you're at at that point in time with that song right it it, it's, it sounds like more like me however that would sound um with experiences and and things that um you know everybody goes through as an artist and and their personal experiences but this i'm I'm more excited because it's again it's more how i would express myself uh musically so <clears throat> we'll see what happens when it comes out hopefully people will like it so you played everything on the album I played the majority of uh, of it. Yes, I mainly do. My main things are the drums, the the rhythm guitars, the, the vocals, and the the lyrics. But you know, through time, I've had people that have done the bass, uh, done some solos and stuff. I had producers do just the orchestral stuff, strings, and things like that. Uh, because I do, I don't, I don't want to do everything. I. I I want to have multiple people kind of put their minds into it to kind of sound more, <clears throat> not just, I don't want it to sound just from one mind, just from one person. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of stuff. You're talking about orchestral and everything else. Like we're in for uh, quite a journey, I guess, for this thing. Then. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be quite, quite different from the, the album that we made, you know, that, that we the EP. <laughs> The EP, the that first 
the EP and first album that worked right at that that era. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good yeah. though, because you. I mean, I don't know. I guess it really it's 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 just a matter of preference. Like maybe some bands, it's it's okay for them to kind of do the same things over and over again. And you have some bands mm-hmm. that want to do something different every time they get into the studio. And you know, I, mean, I guess that's kind of the joy of it is you can do whatever you want to do. Like you're only limited by yourself. So I mean, it's it's just crazy that like it's eight years. I mean, that's a long time, and that's multiple countries, and you know, it's a lot of different a lot of different scenarios that you're in. Yeah, there was a lot of shit that went down in those eight years, but uh, <clears throat> they're all going to be documented in this album. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have a name for it? Do you want to say it? Uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to name it 1111. 1111. Why? Yeah, it's going kind to of, have 11 songs. Okay. I, I just, I, I've been, for a a lot of years i've just been seeing that number all over the place it doesn't matter didn't matter which time zone or country or first time going to somewhere i just kept seeing it so i just like stuck with it and i'm just i'm doing 11 songs so it's going to be 10 songs and one instrumental so i'm going to put the instrumental in the middle kind of a break so it's going to be five instrumental in the last five and then uh the 11 songs first solo record i'm excited for it i'm really excited for it i mean that's a that's a legit album that's not like an ep or you know a demo that's that's 11 songs like that's a full length full length album what do we have eight on the first one i think it was 10 10 we had on the first one okay 10 yeah i'm I'm starting out with and you're doing a documentary too yeah i i I did a i i gathered from those eight years i gathered a lot of footage that was shot from the different studios and the, the live shows and different areas. And uh, yeah, I, it's been almost a year and a half now since I started this documentary. I started writing it, kind of putting the structure together. And then now I'm in the editing process, just putting, uh, putting the film together. I'm, I'm super excited for that. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release that first before, before the album so people can kind of, if people don't know me, they can kind of get to know me a little bit and, and, and the record, how it was made, why it was made, where it was made and the multiple studios and all those things that I had to deal with and, and to get a better picture of how important this record was for me and to not give up on it and to still do it after eight years or going on nine years. So yeah, that's going to, I'm looking to have hopefully both of them come out this year. So uh, it's going to be uh, it yet, not yet. Still, still recording the album, doing a lot of last uh, touches and things like that. And also working on the documentary as well. So <clears throat> kind of on the latter stages, but we're still in the in early in the new year. So hopefully mid to mid to end of year, end of this year, I'll have both of them out. So, I mean, when you're spending eight years on something, that's a long fucking time. And that's like, I mean, it's almost like a burden in in a way that you're carrying. So my question is like, what's next for you? I mean, you spent eight years working on one thing. Like, how are you going to feel when all of a sudden you don't have to do that anymore? Well, I'm going to do more. (laughs) (laughs) So the plan is to just do another right into the studio and do another record then. Well, the thing is that I, 
how things ended up with I ended up you know I ended up doing all this at the same time which I don't really want to do again I'm doing an album and a documentary and I'm writing a book also I just kind of really don't want to do that again I want to spend you know a year on one thing so I'd like to release something every year whether it's an album or a film or a book or whatever else I'm like getting to as an artist. So what's your um, next project after this album? So say this album and this documentary come out this year, like what do you do? What are you doing next? What's your next thing that you're jumping onto? Well, I have a, I have a book I've been writing for the past five years. So it's, it's not anywhere near done. Uh, I, I, I have, I know what it, I know what the context is. I know how it starts, how it, and how it ends. It's just, I have to spend more time on it to kind of write the details and just little stuff like that. But <clears throat> maybe, maybe that might be next, maybe the book, I think. Uh, Cause I, I think it's good for me, at least for me again, is I don't like doing the same thing, you know, all the time. So I'd like to right. release an album and then maybe take a break from that and come back, release another album in two or three years from that. And, so it would be nice for me to kind of just do something different because I'd like to do so many things as an artist. Sure. To kind of focus on <clears throat> one thing at a time, whereas right now it's everything kind of, kind of uh, at once. Yeah. So it's it's getting a little annoying that I still have the album going on, but you know it's nice to kind of hear it back and say, okay, at least it's getting closer and closer to to being done. That's crazy. So, I mean, do you, so for me, like when, when I was playing live shows, it, it was fun to play live, but I think my favorite thing about everything was being in the studio. So like writing the songs, being a part of the writing of the songs, the like crafting, you know, figuring out parts. And that was always my favorite thing to do. Like, are you, what, what's, what's more enjoyable for you is it the finished product or the process? I like, I like the finished product. Uh, this, you know, when it comes to the process, it's it's cool, but it 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 can get, you know, you have those frustrating moments. Sure. I think, what in general, if you're talking, if you're telling me about music, I would prefer to have a a studio album to listen to than do. If I had to choose, I I would say give me a studio album than do live shows. I kind of, I kind of describe as, you know, live shows is like a, a one night stand, which is incredible. You'll have an amazing time, but an album to me, is like finding the love of your life and, and being with that person forever. Because when it comes down to it, you know, you're, you're going to go see a band live. You're going to have an amazing time, but that's going to be over. You're always right. going to have the album. However, always you're going to get, you're always going to have that studio recording. Right. In, in your life i mean you're going to have the live show in your memory as a great and amazing time but you're always going to have that studio record of a band whenever you want and you can listen sure. to it which i mean that that record kind of supplements the memory of the show that you went to you know what i mean <clears throat> exactly so even even with the live show it comes back to the reason why you went to that show it's because right. of the art that you made and and why that person came out sure i mean i guess it's like i think 
you know, we've had this conversation a bunch of times too, just about the technology that exists nowadays. And, you know, when we had first got together and decided to make music for us, like, I don't know if people really realize like what it was like. I mean, obviously if you're, you know, our age, you will, but when we wanted to record something, we had to book studio time. So, I mean, we, we'd go to the studio at, you know, midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Cause that's when it was the cheapest for us because nobody, you know, nobody wants to go to the right. studio at midnight. You know what I mean? So we'd spend or five or 600 bucks or we came up with to go in there and lug all our equipment up, at, you know, lug it in the, in the city at five, 12 midnight, you know, lug it up the elevator, the freight elevators to the studio. And then we'd get like a three or four hour block that we had to record drums, two guitars, vocals, bass, whatever else we could do. You know, we're trying to figure out parts. Like one of us is sleeping on the couch while the other guy's doing this. So like for us nowadays, you know, you want to do an 11 song record. You can, you don't have the book studio time. You can do it in your house. Like I'm recording an album. I can do it in my, I literally go from my work desk to my other work desk. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't have to book yeah. studio time. We don't have to do anything. So, I mean, I feel like now's the best time for us to do this kind of stuff, just technology wise, you know? So, I mean, it's, you go from uh, trying to just recording was a bitch. It was such a, a pain in the ass to do, you know? And then you got like people like, like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Come on. You got maybe one or two takes of stuff. Oh, you know, it wasn't that good. Oh, fuck it. It's fine. We'll fix, you know, we'll figure it out, whatever it is. But now it's like, you can have orchestral parts and, you know, multiple producers and all sorts of stuff. It's just, it's crazy. What a difference it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm, uh, you know, and you can, you can be in touch with people even in the industry for example, I'm I'm having Peter May here uh, mastering my album, and he's he's worked with you know a lot of a lot of the greats, you know, from U2 to Rolling Stones and so forth. Uh, but he's That's insane. He's he's really he's really a supporter of unsigned local music, so he gives different rates to unsigned artists rather to you know for a label. So it's, it's pretty kind good of company incredible. to kind of throw your name into, though. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't even remember how I got in touch with him. I think I just emailed him. You've always been good I, like I, that, though. You've always been good at getting the location, getting the gig, you know, getting the contact. You've always been that's always been like your knack, whether it's the venue or, you know, the locations that we shot at. Like, how the hell did we get this spot? Like, I don't know. I just reached out to the guy. I just messaged the guy. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just it's kind of like that 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 uh we've we've been in some pretty cool studios together what was the lot the studio that we recorded the last time that we recorded together where was that studio that was the same studio that i think didn't yoko ono mix or john one of them mixed uh oh my god now that i have to think about the name double fantasy was mixed in that studio wasn't it studio four studio four really yeah yeah a lot of a lot of uh i remember seeing a picture of yoko ono sitting at the same board i was sitting at in that studio yeah i mean that's a that's a well-known studio. A lot of artists, well-known artists that we know, had recorded there, and we were we were, you know, we were there. And, we were there uh, fucking I around. Mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I do have footage of that. We will see a little bit of that in the documentary. It was a great studio, yeah, and great company, and great recording. And I think that at least for me, that was my first time being in an actual professional studio like what is all this like yeah. all these why i just remember how big the board was the board was insane it was insane the whole room is it was incredible i thought i thought i was like you know aerosmith or something it, was it felt so like cool. it yeah it was really cool well what do you want people to know about you man like when you introduce yourself 
you know, if, if some, if, if you're, if, if you're in charge of like someone, I, I just met you. Like what, 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 what do you do, man? Like what drives you? What's what, how do I, how do I explain you? How do I define you? I don't know how to answer that. Um, I mean, are you like, I'm Paris, I'm a musician or I'm Paris, I'm a filmmaker, you know, like what, what's, what do you like? What, what's, what's, what, what drives you? Like, what, what is it that people, you want people to know about you? I guess at this point of my existence, uh, I'd say filmmaker. Cause I think I have, I think I've put, I think I put music second at this point. Not that it's better or worse. It's just film. Natural is, evolution or progression it, rather. Yeah. Film. I love film so much. I love I love doing film so much and, and telling a story through a through motion picture is, is just a, a different level of, of an expression than music. Uh, I love music as well, or otherwise I wouldn't be spending eight years making an album. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like with music though, it's like, obviously I'm in a, I'm in a different situation, but I'm in a kind of a similar situation because I have fucking songs from a hundred years ago too that I'm just ready to be done yeah. with. You know, so I, exactly. I can totally get it where you're just ready to be done with something. You're ready to move on to the next thing, but it's not done yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not where it needs to be yet. Cause for me, some of the recordings I have, it's like, if I died today, I'd be really pissed off if those are the only recordings of those songs that I have, you know what I mean? So it's like the driving exactly. force of like, I have to get this. I don't want to fucking play the song anymore. I don't want to play this song live. I don't want anything to do with this song anymore, but I can't stop until I know that it's at least recorded the way I want it to be recorded, you know? So it's almost like a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know you have a lot of songs like that too. And like, there's new songs on there. Like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to carry that stuff for that long. It's, 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 yeah, it's, you have to be really patient to wanting to still do that but i mean if you have a goal you know no matter how long it takes you're going to make it happen if you want it to right so little by little you know just making it happen it's it's going to get there at some point it's just like every little by little. That, i think that's the one thing that we maybe didn't realize as much when we were younger is that you know change to us then was this big sweeping thing that you had to do this you had to do a big thing to make a change Whereas I think that as we've gotten older, we've realized that if you just do a little bit every day, pretty soon you've got this big thing that you've done, you know, relatively, you know, it's not as quick, but it's, it, it's, it builds up over time. Consistency is everything. If you do a little bit every day, or if you have a plan, if you do something every week, as long as you do right. something, uh, you know, at a, at a specific time, each time, it's going to come out eventually. Sure. It's going to happen. All, <clears throat> even if you do it little by little, at some point you're like, oh shit, it's done. Holy shit. I took yeah. so long and then you realize that it's, oh my God, I'm finished. What the fuck am I going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so, you know, no matter what, you know, whether you take a month or, or 10 years, as long as you keep at it, it's going to come out at some point. You're sure. gonna, and you, then you're going to have that, that sweet release of a, of a feeling like, ah, it's done. And I can show my art to, to the yeah. world and move on to the next thing which for you is going to be film or your book, which is yeah, like another I, I, super heavy undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's been five years and I'm still stuck on like the first two chapters. So isn't it funny how like all the things that we do, we've never just done some little quick thing. 
like you know whether it's a book or it's like it's not like yeah once i'm done with this music i'm probably just gonna maybe i don't know do this quick little thing no it's like the next thing i do is another fucking epic you know <laughs> yeah just gotta keep doing epic shit because i can't just do one little thing like can't just write a short story i'm gonna write a book you know can't just do an yeah. ep i'm gonna do a full album can't just do a short film i'm gonna do a fucking full-length feature film you know so that's why that's <laughs> like what i was talking about the process for me you know you can you probably remember too just how much fun i had in the studio and that's where i was really happy but i could be in a studio for the rest of my life you know with different parts and things like that and I you mean I'm working on a comic book for it feels like since I was for fucking ever, uh, you know, but it's like I love the the parts of building something of making something, you know. To me, that's like that's where I'm the happiest. But you know, like you said, it's not yeah. it's not the same thing for everybody. But I, I'm really excited for you to get the stuff finished. I'm I can't wait to see the uh, the the documentary. I can't wait to listen to the record. I mean, I've obviously listened to some of it, you know, what you sent me. But to hear this thing, kind of the way it's designed to be heard, I'm really looking forward to. Cause I know how personal it is to you. It's not just um, a run of the mill thing. And maybe, you know, you, you always really have, I guess, kind of done things, you know, written songs that you wrote. Cause I remember you writing songs about just like pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, there was a lot like you, you tackled some pretty good topics just with songs and how you felt and things. And, you know, nothing that you did was like bullshit. You know, it feels like everything you did was, was pretty true to, to how you felt. Maybe you didn't feel the same, at that moment as it did when you wrote the song but whatever it was like that was still a genuine emotion like that was still something that you that was something you really felt when you wrote that song or when you did that a certain way there's always there's always a, a source uh that comes from it i mean i'm i'm not going to make an album just to make an album if i don't have anything to write about i'm not going to i'm not going to write about anything so when it's time to make something when it comes to music specifically uh, there's some there's a reason why I'm writing this I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna write a love song because I want to write a love song and it's a yeah. poppy and it's, and it's a cool thing I'm gonna write it for a reason and for someone or something uh, so when it comes to music yeah that that's it has to be specific right <clears throat> I'm not gonna get into it right well what would I mean I've had this conversation with people lately too like if I could kind of go back in time and 36 year old me could meet 23 year old me like what would i say so i mean if 26 year old paris could go back in time and meet or you know if sorry if, if 36 year old paris could go back in time and meet 26 year old paris like what would you say if we could if we could go back in time right now and we could see us standing on that rooftop taking pictures smoking cigarettes you know thinking <laughs> we're fucking coolest guys in the world what would you say to that guy I would say, I guess what I, what I said a little bit earlier is I, I wish I was not kind of stuck into, you know, that one path that I had in mind. I wish there was more opportunities that I would open up myself up and uh, kind of have a, a more of a team thing. I mean, obviously I, I, I start that project and I still want to kind of be, you know, I don't want to say in charge, but I just wish I could have the mindset of opening up more. Do you have regrets? I don't, I don't. Regrets? No, I, I never have regrets. I mean, I've, I've made mistakes and I learned from the mistakes. Uh, people make mistakes all the time, but I, I never have regrets. I never have regrets. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it would be hard to, to live if you have regrets. So I don't have any regrets. Uh, any regrets? 
you know, when it comes to regrets, I just, I don't have them. I, I have mistakes that I made and I just keep them in the past and I learn from them and uh, try to better myself for the present and the future. That's all. It's good words of wisdom. It's good rule. It's a good rule to live by. Trying to have regrets. <laughs> it's not easy for everybody though. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know if I have regrets, but there's definitely things like you said, you could kind of wish you go back and do differently, but. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, you could have, you know, well, hindsight's 2020, could've... you know what I mean? It always is. So. Well, not for me. I was blind because I was, <laughs> I was four years old, but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, you've come a long way, man. You know, you're finally now getting this album done, getting this documentary done, working on your book. Those are things to be proud of. You really should be proud of yourself. Well, I'm proud of you too, because you're doing so many things as well. I mean, you have, you're doing your album again, you have your comic book, you have art in a gallery. That's insane. That's, that's, in, that's amazing. That's, that's crazy. Um, you're probably it's- doing... Other, other things I don't even know that's like how, how does this guy find time and he has family and kids and, yeah. and you know but it's kind of uh, weird how like our careers have tracked very similarly <laughs> though even from like you know getting jobs to to pursue yeah. like I mean this is the other thing too that people might not realize like you know we talked about you getting a job in film and you're working in the industry now but it's not like you worked on in an industry like you had years of experience there I mean you were an extra in a couple of movies but you had to fucking teach yourself how to do all this. Like, you know, we got, I had the MacBook pro. We were, we started editing on that. You know what I mean? Like that's how it started. It started on a MacBook pro in the kitchen. Yeah. Of a South Philly row home. Like I had to show you how to cut and how to split and do all that stuff, you know, and only because I had learned it like the day before, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like it took a lot of time to not only pursue yeah, like, I don't know if people really can appreciate like wanting to do something, but having to teach yourself, how to do it to get where you want to be. Like everybody wants to be a musician and not, every, I mean, obviously not everybody, but you know, a lot of people that they want to be musicians, they want to play an instrument, they want to do this, but how many people sit in a room and play guitar for six hours a day or seven hours a day? You know what I mean? Like you've spent so much time learning how to be of an editor, how to be a filmmaker, you know, how to work with different, like we started doing shit on iMovie, like, which was, you know, we thought we were doing stuff because we were using iMovie, which like my six-year-olds can use iMovie. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you start getting like the Final Cut Pros and the premieres and, you know, the software and stuff. Like you literally had to teach yourself every single thing you know to get that job. So, I mean, like, yes, you have a job in that field, but it can't be understated that like you literally had to teach yourself an entire skill set to even get a job in that field. I started, I started actually in the, what is it? Windows, Windows, something. Windows Movie Maker. Movie Maker. That's what I started. And I I made the shitty shitty video. And then I jumped to iMovie. Yeah, Windows Movie Maker. Did you do the Preston and Steve video in Movie Maker? That's, that's my, I think that's the first one I ever did. Oh my God, I remember that. That's the first thing I ever did on my own. And um, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I, Dude, I remember cool. literally, we worked at the flea market together, you know, so Paris and I, we worked at a flea market together. I'm not going to mention a name, but uh, we were fucking, whoever decided to give us the keys to that place was, was out of their mind. But we literally like spent so much time just filming everything, taking photos. Fo- I have photo. I have thousands of photos of you, lighters, like literally everything and anything that was around us. We were obsessed, man. We were filming and or taking pictures all the time. 
We were we filming film- each other filming. We were <laughs> taking was, pictures yeah, of each film- other taking pictures. You know what I mean? I like, was filming you. I was filming you having breakfast. I mean, yeah. who does that? But, but we, that, that dude, was- I was doing short films about me having breakfast, like going to fucking IHOP. You know what I mean? Like we were oh, yeah, really, you, you, we were putting stuff you just, together. You would just film yourself going to like the, the pancake store yeah, or whatever. Literally the- <laughs> Driving. Yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, that was the beginning, but that, that's, you know, that's the reason sure. why I got, I got the, the camera because I worked the second job at flea market right. and I had to get it. Uh, so I worked two jobs at the time, but I, you know, that's, I, that's the reason why I was at the flea market. So I could get that camera because yeah. I wanted to get into filmmaking. <clears throat> so it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience and a lot of willpower to do something uh, in general. Yeah. We spent a lot of time, man, like in the shit, you know, like being super broke, not having money for food, but still trying to chase a dream. And it's just, it's so weird, like where we are now versus where we were then. And I mean, like we were literally standing on a roof. I know I mentioned a couple of times, like smoking cigarettes, talking about we're going to tour and we're going to do this. And, you know, now I'm married with kids and you're living in fucking London. Like it's our, our lives are nowhere at all where we ever expected they were going to be but we're still kicking ass. You know, it's like, we're still doing the things that we love to do. We still find time. And this is the first time in both of our lives. I think that we've had jobs that we've enjoyed doing, you know, like how many years did we spend working jobs that we hated and still trying to make time to pursue those things that we loved? Like, this is the first time that we're really actually the job that we're, we're, you know, the nine to five that we have to, to make the money that we need to do stuff this is the first time for either of us almost at 40 for both of us that we're actually doing something that we enjoy doing for a living. You know, like we worked at the shit places and dealt with the shit hours and the shit commutes. And, you know, we fucking, we've really done a lot of stuff that's just sucked, you know, but we never, we never stopped. Like we've always still kind of done it. You know, like for me, film was difficult because I loved film. I, I, you know, I still do, but I had to do it for a living and doing these mindless fucking videos day in and day out. It just sapped all like that creative energy that I had to film, you know? So I kind of just didn't really do anything for a while. And then now I've started to get back into a little bit and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to kind of just keep something that you love going, you know? And I feel like you've always done, you've always been able to do that. Like you've always been able to keep doing something and, you know, kind of keep ball rolling a little bit. Yeah. I I mean, I have a way to kind of just focus on one thing when I'm actually doing multiple things. So it's, it's hard to explain, but I just have that focus. But in general, for anybody that's an artist out there or not, I mean, the point is that you have to just keep on going and, and doing it no matter what, because you can plan something for your, the future, but chances are, you know, things are going to change. So if things change in your life, are you going to still pursue what you want to do? That's, that's, that's one of the main things. Is, that's a huge thing, you know, how, man. That's a huge thing. It's, how, just it's like, how, how, how passionate are you? But that, you will see how passionate you are with something if that situation comes and, uh, you know, you're going to give up on it or you're going to still go for it. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing. And then you'll, you'll actually know if it was actually – uh the thing that you wanted to do maybe it was a phase because people get into things that they don't know if it's something that they want to do they might think it's something that they want to pursue at the time but then they realize oh this is not for me so the bottom line is to kind of 
you know, know what you actually want to do. And are you doing it? Are you working on it? Because if you're not, then maybe it's something that you didn't want to do in the first place. But yeah, at least for me, like I had, I had things in my life that, that happened, but it, you know, at the same time, <clears throat> I never give up on what I wanted to do. I still wanted to do this album. I still want to do filmmaking. Uh, I still want to make my book and whoever knows, whoever else knows what else I want to do in the future. And I'm sure there's going to be something else because I just, I love being creative. I, 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 I don't want to stop. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. It's just how I, how I'm wired, I guess. Yeah, and no, I can relate, definitely for sure. Which is, I mean, that's yeah. a big part of why I want to do this podcast, just because I feel like not everybody, everybody has a story, but not everybody knows the story. And you know, you can see someone's video, or you can listen to someone's song, you can see someone's painting, but you don't necessarily know like what went into that and what they went through and what they had to go through and still work on what they, you know, try to hone their skills to to get that to that point. You know, you hear someone's song you just listen to what they said and you critique like maybe the production choices they made, but you don't know like the amount of times that you had to drive fucking a hundred miles to a gig. You know what I mean? Like you don't know all the stuff that that person had to go through to even get to the point that they recorded that. And I think that's, that that's like the main focus between behind why I wanted to kind of start a podcast again. <laughs> it's just to try to give someone a platform and maybe kind of give a little bit more backstory, you know, cause it's always nice to have a finished product. Like you said, but for me as a process guy, like I want to know the process. I want to know, you know, the ins and outs, the, the end result is great. But you know, even when I watch a movie, it's like, I love the movie, but I think like, how did they do that? Like, what was the production? Like, you know, how was the team? Like, what, what did they have for breakfast there? You know what I mean? Like, I think about all these other, like, you know, in process things that, that maybe some people well, don't think about. That's, that's, that's also very important. Not, not for people to know the artist, but it's very important to know, how that process went because a lot of people don't know they just go to a movie theater and watch a movie or they download an album and they listen to it and you know they might interpret for example uh, lyrics of a song their own way but it to the artist it could mean something completely different so you know for for people finding that out of what that actually meant or how that process went they're open they, they will open their mind and be like oh wow this is actually pretty pretty cool I and mean, they'll have i think they'll have more respect on the art form of whatever that person is doing right and what they spent their time uh doing and listening or watching or whatever it is right well i mean i wanted to have you on you know obviously i love you to death i consider your family um you know i'm super proud of you but i feel like just knowing you for as long as i've known you sometimes i think we kind of lose sight of what we've actually been through, you know, what you kind of had to overcome to still do what you do. So I want to have you on because I want to give you a chance to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what, what it's like to be you, what it's like to, you know, move across the, uh, across the country, across the world multiple times. And, you know, I mean, that's, I've never been out of the country and you lived, you know, <laughs> you lived multiple places, multiple times. And, you know, it's, like we, we haven't even touched on a lot of the other stuff. Like when you moved to London, you sold your car, you got rid of most of your guitars. Like you had to get rid of so much stuff too, like to even go there, you know I mean? It's, you've kind of had to overcome a lot of stuff and you still found a way to kind of, you've always been like the survivor guy, you know, like it's, I remember when I quit the band and I mean, this was the point in time where it was like, you had MySpace, and it's like, 
I fucking took all the shit off the MySpace. You know, I quit the band and this and that. <laughs> and, you know, you were just like, okay, well, it looks like I'm on to the next thing that, we, that I got to do. And, you know, how do I get to, how do I get to the spot that I want to get to now? And, you know, you've, you've always done a really good job at kind of never <laughs> stopping, you know, no matter what you kind of dealt with, you never, you might've slowed down, but you never stopped, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm a bit fortunate of, I, I'm kind of able to to find a way to move forward. Uh, to me, it's always about moving forward because we're going to have, you know, different things in our lives happening, whatever those may be. But I always just kind of picture myself, okay, how am I going to move forward? How am I going to get out of this situation? How am I going to get into this situation? Right. Uh, and I, I look at, into possibilities, but not every possibility is going to work. And maybe none of them doesn't work, but I always try to find a way to move forward, you know, because that's where we're headed anyway. I mean, we're in the present, but we try to make decisions for the future, the future as much as sure. we can. So I try to uh, find ways. I mean, it's not easy, but I try to find ways to basically move forward. What can I do to move forward to kind of, keep myself achieve the next goal <clears throat> yeah achieve the next goal uh, keep myself intact and and uh you know grounded and all those things so well where can know. people find more about you where can people listen to see your, some of your stuff see some of your stuff plug yourself <laughs> where can we find plug you <clears throat> well my website is for film it's uh pariskfilm.com uh, I've had, I have all my, all the things I've done so far. Uh, I'm still in the process of putting up a music site. Uh, so I'm not sure how am I going to do that? I might, maybe I'll put a music section on my film site. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll even change the name. I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to, I'm in plans of kind of doing that this year, kind of thinking of what should I do when the album is close to, to its release. So as far as music, not, nothing yet but uh stay tuned basically stay tuned basically yeah i i, I have a i have a soundcloud of some rough oh, mixes soundcloud forgot about SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> what is that i mean yeah soundcloud i think it's i think it's soundcloud.com and then slash x the paris x <laughs> <laughs> so there's some rough mixes there but Nice. pretty much don't sound the same as they do now they sound way right. more developed now um as far as mixes goes but yeah well i really appreciate you coming on for being the inaugural episode hopefully people get a chance to uh the, people get a chance to kind of you know understand a little bit more and, and kind of appreciate where you come from yeah man thank you for having me i mean we talk anyways almost every day so. yeah you know it's just kind of recorded at this time so it just uh <laughs> yes yeah, it's uh it's a video monitor at this point yeah um but yeah thank you for having me and this is awesome and uh thank you i love you you're my, i love you man. My we'll have you on again soon for sure oh that would be great that'd be awesome um and talk more about stuff yeah cool well ladies and gentlemen appreciate you hanging out with us um you know the first one honored to have you here for the first one check us out online do all that fun stuff we'll post the links in the description of the video too
Uh, but yeah, man, this was the Starving Artist Podcast. I sound like a drunk fool. The Starving Artist Podcast. The R's, they fuck with me every time. But we'll catch you next time.